Learn how Alina Health is committed to providing you support on your path to better health in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. We've all heard there are ingredients in wine, specifically red wine, that can help protect us from heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, and more. But to realize those benefits, we'd have to drink an unhealthy amount of wine. My guest today is Dr. Jesse Corey. He's a neurologist with Alina Health and the John Nassif Neuroscience Specialty Clinic in St. Paul. Welcome to the show, Dr. Corey. So first tell us about red wine and what is it in the red wine that's so good for us? Well, first, uh, thanks for having me, Melanie. Um, well, red wine, there seems to be like a kind of a triple threat in red wine that's good for us. The alcohol itself in red wine may be beneficial in preventing, um, you know, heart disease and those sort of things. Um, there's antioxidants in the form of uh, flavonoids, which are these kind of, you know, these chemicals found in many fruits and vegetables. And what we're talking about today, the compound resveratrol. And resveratrol. Okay, so oh. well, so speak about resveratrol because, and we'll get into the flavonoids or antioxidants. Mm-hmm. Are though is that because of the grapes or the fermentation or a combination? That, it, it kind of mainly because of the skin of the grapes. The, a lot of the flavonoids and uh, and resveratrol, which is a little bit different than polyphenol, but they're in higher concentrations in the skin of the grapes. And so uh, wines with that have lots of skin in them, duh, so red wines in particular, those will have a higher concentration of these compounds. Um, and the resveratrol, it seems to be um, having a, a number of effects that seem beneficial for us, everything from reducing inflammation to preventing, hopefully, diabetes to preventing Alzheimer's. How does resveratrol actually work? Okay. Well, it seems that there's a number of things that it does. The, one of the first things we know is that resveratrol makes the body more sensitive to insulin. Uh, by being more sensitive to insulin, we're less prone to things like diabetes, Resveratrol also seems to do a really good job at helping with wound healing and helping the body kind of clean up injured cells better than uh, than normally. And it also helps reduce inflammation. It helps the body not make the little binding proteins that tell white blood cells what which cause the inflammation, you know, where to go. And it kind of you know suppresses a lot of the immune responses that will result in hardening the arteries and inflammation. And, and, and lastly, resveratrol also seems to do a great job of helping those bad cholesterol numbers be better to help really reduce that, that LDL concentration. So in some, it really kind of reduces the products that will cause the atherosclerosis. Let's talk about inflammation for a minute as we hear more and more about inflammation, cortisol, the effects on not just joints and muscles, but our heart and our arteries, as you say. So inflammation is causing so many of these diseases, and now they even test for it. So how is resveratrol helping with the inflammation? What is it doing? Okay. So what, what, what inflammation is doing is it, you know, the, the cells get injured, and there's two parts of the cell that we worry about, kind of the coating of the cell, the membrane as well as the, the DNA. Um, and what will happen when the body becomes inflamed, um, those white blood cells will kind of come in there and it'll make a bunch of compounds. This will then can cause more collateral damage. So what resveratrol does, it, it kind of, first of all, acts like a, a low-grade antioxidant. So it basically helps protect that membrane and the DNA in the cell from getting injured in the first place. The next thing it does, it, it tells the cells, well, don't make those proteins so much that cause the white blood cells, which are going to cause more inflammation from kind of getting into the, into the cell. And, and finally, what it does, it, it, does a, it helps the body do a better job of cleaning up the cells. So when the cells are um, looking like they're injured, um, the resveratrol kind of helps promote the healing of those cells as well as going ahead. And if the cells, you know, beyond the point where it couldn't really, you know, 
get uh, get fixed. It, the body does a, a process called uh, programmed cell death, where the cells actually kind of become resolved or resorbed by the body. And what resveratrol does, it kind of helps improve that uh, recycling of uh, of injured cells. How much resveratrol typically is in one glass of wine? Uh, about a half a milligram. So as you were saying earlier in the segment, uh, you need to drink almost 300 bottles of red wine uh, in order to equal the amount that we study in, you know, in these clinical studies. So tell us about the pill. What's, what, what is the pill, the red wine pill? So there's right now, there's uh, a couple different labs in the world that are looking at ways of improving the potency of this resveratrol. Um, first, what they're looking to do in a lab in, I believe it's in Jupiter, Florida, they're looking to slow the metabolism of resveratrol. When resveratrol is in the body, it gets metabolized very quickly. So if you can slow that metabolism, the resveratrol could be in the body a lot longer and thus do the things that we want to do better. Um, there's another lab looking at actually other compounds in uh, red wine. This, this lab's in Milan, Italy, and this is looking to see, well, we know that there are certain compounds in wine that help the resveratrol stay in the body a little while longer. So they're looking to see what are those extra compounds that could kind of potentiate this effect. And lastly, there's a group um, that right now at the University of New South Wales in Australia that's looking to really, you know, make the resveratrol even more potent. So they're trying to, that when the resveratrol gets in the body, to really maximize that bang for the buck, so to say. Are you talking about a specific red wine pill, or are there so many on the market? How do we know which ones to buy? Okay, well, that, and that's a great question. I mean, right now, there's a number of supplements. Now, the first problem when you have a supplement is they don't have the same stringent, um, you know, testing that goes through uh, for medications. So for a supplement, they just have, you know, they don't really have to have the phase one, the phase two, these different trials to show safety and efficacy. Um, and so right now, all the available resveratrol compounds there aren't tested in that way. The tests that have been done with the available supplements that are out there have demonstrated that, frankly, they, they don't really help improve a person's necessary quality of life or reduce the rates of, you know, diabetes, atherosclerosis, what have you. So they haven't been proven to be of any benefit yet. So what these labs across the world are doing, they're looking to say, okay, how can we make a compound that's able to deliver what resveratrol better to the body? And then once we show that that can be done, let's now go and study this effect in various populations to say, okay, does it reduce the, you know, incidence of diabetes? Does it reduce the incidence of Alzheimer's? Does it reduce the incidence of atherosclerotic and its, and its complications? So do people have to take this pill every day? Do you just take one? And are there certain people that shouldn't be taking it? Okay, great question. I mean, right now, because we haven't, we don't have a, a really good supplement out there or a really good medication out there that we really can't truly really say, you, you, this group should take this or that group should take this. Right now with these, uh, these different labs that are testing different formulations, they're first trying to find a formulation that would work. Um, and then they, we need to go through the studies to say, okay, we know this population who has diabetes should take this medication, or this population that has a high risk of heart disease should take this medication. So that question really hasn't been asked yet. What we can say that if people, you know, say, hey, you know, I've, I've read about this, I want to have resveratrol as part of my diet, um, you know, a glass of red wine a day, um, chocolates, berries, these are all compounds that have resveratrol in them, and you can try to, you know, supplement your diet naturally with these compounds. Well, you jumped ahead, too, because I was going to ask you, where else can we find resveratrol? Mm -hmm. But if we're only getting like about a half a milligram in a glass of red wine, mm -hmm. then people might think more is better. So what do you want them to know about drinking in moderation? I, you know, I think the key is, you know, moderation is, is important. 
we do know that, you know, excessive alcohol intake does, you know, affect not just population, but individuals. Uh, higher, you know, you drink more alcohol, you actually make more inflammation. So, you know, even though the alcohol and the resveratrol in wine may reduce inflammation beyond a certain threshold, you're actually making, you know, matters worse. You're actually increasing the risk of uh, heart disease and stroke. So uh, it's important that people, if they want to have their resveratrol come from red wine, they should do so with only about two glasses of uh, red wine a day for, for men and one for women. And just finish it off with your best advice about resveratrol, the new pill, all the ones on the market, and buyer beware. What do you want the listeners to know about this possible new great pill? I think that, you know, it, it, it really looks like it could be something fantastic, but we don't have the data yet. So there's a lot of hope out there. I would say, you know, the take-home message is, you know, all things in moderation. Wine's great. If you like to drink it, fabulous. Drink in moderation. If you are not a wine drinker, but you want to try to obtain some of these healthy effects, I would recommend, you know, berries, peanuts, uh, good dark chocolate. Those are great things that they, a person can get this resveratrol from. Um, but the important thing to recommend or to remind folks is that not just resveratrol, but all over-the-counter supplements, these are typically, you know, compounds that are not as well studied or have to have the rigorous study uh, for them that goes for, comp, you know, the medications we, we have to get prescribed, like, you know, statins and blood pressure medications, et cetera. Thank you so much for being with us. What great information. What a fascinating topic, too, Dr. Corey. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.